0: Hey everybody, it's the A to Z podcast, Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms at facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Shouts as always to Blue Wire, to American Fireworks, our longtime friends and sponsors in Hudson, they're Cleveland sports fans just like you, they're good folks, Uh, and they're always open at americanfireworks.com. If you go to the store, you tell them, A to Z sent you, they've been known to take care of you. Andre, it's been a long time. Um, you've been on you? quite a journey. <laughs> so who, who I, is this? Where where are we at? Who is yeah. this? What's going so on? where are we? Um it's Tuesday night. We are both okay. in our own living rooms or offices mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we finally got to do this. It's been too damn long. Um too damn long. And- I you
1: know what let me say this part. I haven't even really talked to Zach, like away from having to figure out how to talk to you guys. No, it's been this has been crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so of course we sit down to do this finally, and they've been, the, Indi, the Guardians, excuse me, we'll get to that too, game yeah. was canceled because of storms, there's tornado warnings, it hasn't rained at my house since 2 o'clock, well we Same. sit down to get going and you can hear the thunder, so like the power's going to get knocked out.
1: So yeah, so how much, <laughs> how much ever of this podcast you get, just appreciate, because we expect now with everything that's already happened within our day and within our time we expect to get blown off at any yeah. minute because of the, because of the weather.
0: Yeah. So, um, I don't even know where to start. I, I, you know, we can I get can, to everything. Um, yeah. you, you were on a 10 day road trip. I don't oh. know how many days you were actually on it. Um, uh, I made seven to 10, I believe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so that's where I wanted to start under normal circumstances. I would have asked you, Hey, this is the first time in two years you're back doing it, uh, yeah. full-time travel and you know, what's a normal routine, right. With, with access. and." things it's but then it great. turned out to not be so go ahead tell us yeah i'm, I'm
1: glad you set that up that way because uh to, I, I mean it started off great and the first road trip was great even though that was a long trip but uh we're still you know I i'm not gonna say we're in a pandemic but we're still in something uh and you can still you know catch things and i know it's different and it affects people differently but after three days and it just and look i don't want to sit here and uh I don't want to sit here and complain or say, cry poor me. Cause there's people that got it way worse. And let me say that first and foremost, um, you know, you still want some normalcy in your life and whatever you do. And we were, we're close. We are close. I still believe we are close, but um, the last five, six days, Zach and people out there that are listening has been a, a reminder that it ain't, it ain't all the way over just yet. <laughs> you still got to be pretty careful. Um, and it you know hell i got i'll say it this way i won't put everybody's name out there but damn near everyone i travel with that's on our our working team that put us on air um has come back positive in the last week but somehow some way but, not, but not me and i i mean i've tested i've tested like 6 days 6 times in the last 7 days and somehow some way um i'm still here <laughs> i don't know how uh you know some family members are going through it as well but i wasn't even around them i was out of town so uh, you know, it's a little bit like that Christmas into January time that we all had. A little bit of that's going around. And I'm hopeful that once we are the parties that I, you know, work with and and, and deal with daily, once we get through these next five, six, seven days, hopefully we've gotten over this hurdle and we don't have to look
0: back, is the hope. Yeah. And like obviously you guys are going to have to go through extra precaution because there's a competitive issue here and you're around the team and they want the games to go on and they don't want, I know the Indians are the guardians. And I'll get to that too. You're all right. <laughs> they had three players go on the list, right? And one of them was immediately able to come off, but like, it's still Two of the three.
1: Well, see, that's the thing. Two of the three were able to come. And, and once again, I'm not complaining. It's just where we're at. Um, players. And I think this, you know what? I'll have this conversation because we need to have it. Every player doesn't run when they have, feel a couple of symptoms because they're vaccinated or whatever else. They don't run and say, oh, my God, I think I'm sick. And I think there's people out there that, you know, like, you know, maybe I got a cold because most people aren't getting it really bad. It's when they have to test. And that kind of is what happened with us where, you know, everything was kind of going fine. But, you know, like you said, we had it through our players and, and one of our players had it pretty bad and hasn't played. and We haven't seen him in almost a month. Um, you know, uh, oh, others. right, right,
0: right. Yeah, I did hear about that. He was, yeah, and nobody,
1: even but see, and that's the crazy thing. No one really talks about that. And I'm not going at you, but we do remember that we had a pitcher that had it. And, and, and as he said, drink that, drink, I should drink a uh, the ice or and the of lightning, kicked his ass in three days because it wouldn't want no part of him, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which is funny. And he showed up and pitched his ass off in New York. Uh, But it's not like that for everyone else. And I I guess the point is, is once somebody does test positive, they start looking at close contacts um, and it changes the game. And, you know, so I don't want to sit here and tell people don't test, uh, but, you know, our situations are different. We like you said, uh, I think if we didn't get on planes and trains and automobiles, we literally, you know, we left New York, uh, you know, took an hour bus trip to the airport, then a six hour flight to California, then a 45 minute, another bus ride, uh, multiple buses to the hotel. Um, if somebody's got it, it's pretty good chance you're gonna get it in that you know, right.
0: eight
1: hour, nine hour period of time. So I think we're getting through it. Um, and for the most part, everybody's been really healthy so far, you know, thank God. Uh, but it's, uh, it's been frustrating.
0: So here's the one question. Um, since I've already done it twice, how often are you guys calling them the Indians on the air? Oh my
1: God. I mean, it's not, you know what though? I've actually, and I shouldn't say this because I know my phone
0: because you're going to do it, it tomorrow. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I've been pretty good. Like uh, I and think my speaking moments are different than like, than Tom Hamilton's or or Rick sure. Manning's or, and I realized that now I did do a game where I had to do color and, and it is different. Um, But you know, like it's just like, cuz I guess I've put it as like the word Indians is like a cuss word,
0: right? <laughs> you can't now. say it when you're on the air, right? right. Yeah, I'm that's just, and that's, just how, that's
1: how I've done it. And you and like, you guys, if you listen to this podcast for a while, you know, my rule is yeah, I like to say motherfucker a lot, and I'll give a good story <laughs> about that. But and everybody's and everybody that knows me has played sports more than anything else, they always go, I don't know how the hell Andre does that job, all he ever says is, motherfucker. and the rule is. I on on air in front of a mic, except the mic that I'm in front of right now, I always tell myself or I'm always in the thought process that I'm speaking to my my grandfather who got me into AM radio, got me into listening to um, baseball games on AM. Uh, and I would never say motherfucker in front of my grandfather. Now, he's passed away and he's heard me say it probably a gazillion times uh, since he's passed away. And he probably rolls over his grave because I have such a potty mouth, but it's kept me uh kept me in my job uh thus far so i haven't said it a lot and you know what and the frustrating thing is and let me just say this it's it, it, like i had someone a, a professor explain this to us to matt and i because we've t- discussed it and you know like it's part of who you are like rick manning was drafted by the cleveland indians 40 some uh, 45 years ago whatever right, right. then he played for him for like eight nine years and, like and then he's done TV radio for him for 20 plus years. How do you, you can't expect someone just to lose that because it's, it's part of exercise. It's when he sees baseball, he sees red hat, he sees, red, you know, it's Indians. Um, it's coming to I think the harder one to be honest with you, Zach, I think the harder one is, is not to say tribe. Um, and I'm still in the middle and I, I don't like, like, I love nicknames. I hate when people make up nicknames. You know, that, like, you know, like, I, like I hate yeah. forced nicknames and everybody wants one right now for this. And I get it like guards isn't too bad, I guess. Um, uh, like, but I, I like them to happen naturally and I guess I'm in the business of making it happen naturally. So we'll see. I haven't gone out of my way to do any of those yet. Um, but it is hard. And let me say something and stop right now. I talked about my grandfather. So I have to, um, I got to speak about yours. I know you, you, you guys lost your grandfather over the time that we haven't done, uh, this podcast. I know, um, how he was looked at by you and your family and, and what a cool character person he was and is. Um and I've told you away. I'm not like those people that have to send things on Twitter or things like that. I think some things we can still do personal. And you and I had the OBJ talk. So I've said this to you um, you know, away from here, but my condolences and my thoughts from my family go to your family because I, I'm sure that was a tough couple of weeks. It's probably still tough to go through.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, it's tougher now um because initially we were kind of celebrating like 99 and a half is pretty good. Hell yeah. (laughs) It's a really good run. Um, I didn't remember it being that early, but there's something that we found through, you know, he retired, I guess, in 1981. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he lived an entire life. I was going to
1: say, he's been retired your whole life.
0: That was my whole life. Yeah. I would have guessed a little bit later, you know, when you're that young, you have vague memories of things, but not anything clear. Right. Right, So I would have guessed it was more like, um, you know, when I was six or seven, but it was when I was two. Yeah, so yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, and so you know, it's sad the finality of it. It's sad my grandma, um, you know, having to go to assisted living. They, oh. they lived in the same spot for sixty eight years, Trey. Jeez. and they and they've loved each other for that long too. My 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 we can't mom.
1: Be lo- nobody can love us for six weeks.
0: My, no shit. <laughs> My mom called to cancel their Beacon Journal subscription. I mean, they'd had it for 68 years to the same address him. and under the same phone number. Well, there goes the Beacon Journal. <laughs> I'm the last one standing. <laughs> you and Kevin Dunn and my parents. Yeah, so there's there's three. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Beacon Journal digital subscriber. I, I support local journalism. You know so you
1: that. can read newspapers through the. You can read newspapers through like, like and have the same feel. And I, I love asking you this as a writer because I have it, too. And, I, and I'll be honest, most of the Beacon Journal stories I read are online, especially when I'm traveling. But I still get it out of the mail. I still get a little bit of it. And I, this is the nerd, in me, and, and you'll get it. I still skip after I pull out the Beacon Journal from my mailbox
0: as I'm going up to my yeah, house. To see, I, I have. There's times that I have gotten the print, but and I still like that. But honestly, my life is so scattered and rarely the same day twice that I, I, I found it was going to waste. You know, so yeah, if I'm on the road, do I love to buy a USA Today, oh, a the New York Times, the a best. local Sunday sports page where I am? But on the day to day, like I just read it online. And right. you know, you they they shout the part of the reason I subscribe is they've renewed the focus the beacon has on doing local journalism. Yes. So I find myself scrolling Twitter, whether it's at seven in the morning or seven at night, and finding a story that I find. You know, interesting. I appreciate um, that. They had one today important.
1: about a kit about a former North player that went to Akron football player that got murdered, and they're still trying to. And they've got a great they've got a great series, but that's the type of stuff I love in newspapers. Like they got a great series on unsolved mysteries in Akron, Ohio.
0: Yeah. So one more thing, since since you brought it up here, um, you know, you've always said that that public speaking or obit writing are the things that I do the best. You know, <laughs> and I wrote. I mean, it's been a month now. Right. Or shit. It's been six weeks, but five, six weeks. Um, you know, people have been just awesome, like talking, praising, you know, not only what I wrote, but just my grandpa, because a lot of people knew him. Um, I mean, he was around and shit like he was he was going places until two months ago. God, <laughs> like bless, he, him. God you know. bless him.
1: That's what I love, though. That's how you should go. Man. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No. Um, but I, I said, like, it was easy you know i i mean when i finally finished it and wrote it um it broke down but like i knew what i was going to write yeah you know i i knew and it, it and i thought that it was important the way that we did it and that my mom wrote the actual little bit and you know had um heartfelt thoughts mixed with the proper amount of sarcasm and tribute to the character right. that he was and then i got to write a little longer and like that's how he would be you know, he never wanted a funeral. Now, part of that is his his friend's been dead for twenty five years. <laughs> Let's just I be honest. Laugh, that's funny, <laughs> right? Like, but like he would want to the stupid jokes, offensive jokes, ridiculous right. jokes that he was telling us from the time we were ten or eleven years old. He like that's how he wants to be remembered. <laughs> you know? I
1: mean, God bless him. But how many people get to say that? I'm, right. Like, I'm glad you seriously. Um, Like, how many people get to really say? And and like I know, um, our buddy Ricky Smith. Shout out to Raconia, His his sister just passed away, and his birthday is today. Um, I, and it's it's the you know I have I have eclectic friends, and they threw a big party over last weekend for his sister, and I didn't wasn't a part of it, didn't attend, but in talking to people that did and saw it, they were like it was the greatest thing ever because yes, they were celebrating his sister's life, but it was a celebration, not like one of these. You know, I hope I you know I hope that we can celebrate you. Uh, when you pass, because I'll make it longer than you. Um
0: no, <laughs> I, that's you know, a and, bet. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Unfortunately, somebody together. else has to be somebody else has to do it because one yeah. of us won't be around to collect. No,
1: <laughs> Hunkoria, get that Hunkora, get that <laughs> set up, son. I know he will,
0: he'll have he'll have all kinds of odds.
1: Go ahead. Um, I want the same thing, I don't want people, and I think really that's what we should do is honor a person. And I and I get it, and I'm not trying to belittle um how anyone takes life, but if you really knew your grandfather, if you really knew Zach or you really knew me, if all you guys are going to get together and wear nice clothes, y'all better celebrate and have a good couple of drinks and laugh and play some
0: music and dance. Because right. <laughs> right. that's who I hope you see in me. Right. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Remember that one time we did the podcast about if you die first and, and then it never made it to air? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. That's kind of why I brought it up. I was like, "Wait a minute, we've done this before," but I was like, "Nobody knows
1: because we didn't put it." Out.
0: Yeah. So, um, speaking of, of all this, um, I'm I'm voluntarily going to a baseball game tomorrow night. Um, Where at? At Kent State, they're hosting okay. Ohio okay. State. Okay. And um, no. The truth is, I was already going with a couple of my buddies who have long been involved in baseball and love the game. much more than I do. What's
1: up, devil? That ain't the Kent State <laughs> baseball field you and I grew up with.
0: No, but we, we were already going. Well, you know, as it turns out, back on Christmas, my friend Shane Swaino passed away. And, yeah. uh, you know, my heart still hurts for his kids. Well, his buddy, um, Greg Beals, was the coach, is the coach at Ohio State. And Shannon played at Kent and, you know, played the minors and all of that. So I come to find out. This segment
1: is brought to you by Tom Hamilton (laughs) and his love
0: of college baseball. Um, I come to find out that Shannon's 10-year-old son is throwing out the first pitch tomorrow night. So, um, you know, I thought I was going for a couple cocktails in a few innings. Um, You are. There's going to be some emotion, though, you know. So listen, um, drink the claws while you're here. Hug the ones you love, you know. And uh, I, I, I would say, I don't exactly have baseball fever, Trey. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm been, glad you said that. But how do you feel? What are you, well, are you going to do? This has been. And that's, be careful saying that around me right now. This has been the longest damn winner. And just today, I was out and about doing a couple of things. I came around a corner. And um, down to the right, down the hill was a park. And the grass was green. And the fields were lined. I don't know if it was for a Little League game or a high school softball game or whatever. And I thought, you know, I guess I processed what the date actually was. And I'm like. Yeah, like let's do this. Let's let's get this right. damn winter over with, and let's right. do this. So I have watched um, some of the games. You know, it's busy with the draft. Uh, right. I, I I have not watched a ton of the NBA playoffs. I think in round one, you know, you didn't really miss much. Uh, Golden State's just starting here. I, I got to watch the second half on Sunday, Golden State Memphis, and I immediately wished that'd be a best of seventeen series because I think it's going to be really good. Right. But but no, hey, no, like no. let's let's have some normalcy. <laughs> you know, right. um, this coming Saturday is. The Derby, the, well, yeah, but it's also the inaugural Memorial uh, Shannon Sweno golf outing. Oh my God! So Why are you hopefully... killing everything, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, like no, no, no. no. Bad. I'm just saying. Bad. Um, Scott so hopefully... Foster
1: just ejected Dylan
0: Brooks. Oh my God! This, so hey. hopefully the weather cooperates, and uh, hopefully it's all good, and like I, I will get to the big ballpark here before too long.
1: You better. Um, I, I, I like you know, I always laugh because people, people think they have us completely figured out, and they do, So to some extent. But I do love like when you do talk about how because I was getting interviewed by someone else for something else because life is this crazy. And somehow, you know, our podcast came up and, and they made the joke of I know you love it, but you guys don't even talk about it on your podcast and it drives me. Cra- you know, it was one of the and I was like, actually, I was like, Zach loves baseball as much as I do. It's just I go it's telling that Zach says the things he says because, you know, because I take him. He's like me and and, I, and I'm going to play something off of this that I think is going to be great. I go, we both grew up like, yeah, we both love football. Yes, we both love basketball. But like, it's not like I always say, it's not, I go, it's not like Zach has, it, it comes off this way. I go, but I kind of get it. Like, it's hard to love something that doesn't always love you back or fit when it doesn't look the same way. I'll give you an example. Now, I've had a crazy tough week. I got to tell you, Z, the draft, and maybe it's because this draft reminded me of the, what, the 06 uh, Browns draft when Bo Bell was like the top pick it just didn't have a lot of sizzle for me now in saying that my last two months of my life have been just hectic. And we went from, you know, like I went from my baseball's not going to start till May to, you know, two days later I'm in Arizona and the season has started and and everybody's got COVID here and it's today. And I haven't done a podcast. I haven't talked to you. I haven't been able to see friends, family, whatever. I got to tell you though, the draft used to be one thing that, you know, even through my job, I've found ways, as you know, to keep up with the draft, just like I'm keeping up with the, you know, how many pitches the guys throw I wasn't that way today or this year, and and, and 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 you know, and I'm not saying it's
0: right or wrong. I just don't have the same uh, pull that I used to have for. it, If it makes sense, yeah, and that's, that's understandable, especially this year. You know, Um yeah. if, if you don't have a first round, and this wasn't really a great sizzle draft to start with. You know, I, that usually. Doesn't last for long, and next year it'll probably be C.J. Stroud, right? And and Bryce Young oh, yeah. from Alabama, and Will Anderson, this freak from Alabama, who was, people are saying is the best defensive prospect since Miles Garrett, right? Can and, I can my receiver my receiver at Ohio State can leave next year too? Can he? Yes, and, and I mean you got to think both those guys will be top ten picks. Bef- yes, before
1: before our 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 pod is over, remind me of his name. I got a story I got to tell you. Jackson, Jackson Smith him, and Jigba. Jack, all right, I'll tell it real quick right now. Um, so. And this is just and it's the great thing about working with Matt and Rick and and is that when we see something or have an idea of something like we don't shit on each other. We try to build it up. So I knew we were going to talk about Jackson Tillion or whoever started for the Yankees. And I was reading the notes because I actually do read them sometimes. And I saw that (laughs) Animba's Nimba's brother got traded for the starter for um, the Yankees that night. And only in the nerd of me, like I wasn't even going to try to say it on air to try to explain everything and have to say that name to mess it up. But, but I actually read up and, and figured out how to say it. Um, I, I text Matt like 10 minutes for the game. I like highlight it and I was like, hey, man, I was like, if it comes up, you know, tell, you know, Italian was traded for, you know, the kid's birthday. And this is why Matt Underwood may be one of my, the best teammates I've ever worked with in my entire life. He goes, he texts me right back. He's like, hey, that's a great, he goes, that's, a, that's great. I am going to talk about the trade and what brought him here from Pittsburgh. He's like, why don't you get prepared for when I do all that? He goes, you give us a little bit more information on the brother in the trade, you know, and, and we'll add that in as a part of me, you know, talking about who the pitcher for the Yankees is. That does, And I'm saying this because that's not how, and you know TV, right? you know how egos go. That's not usually how it works <laughs> like, um, in most broadcasts, but that's how our broadcasts work, where he gives, he gives shouts back, well, give me something to build off of that. When you build off of that, I'll have something else that'll get us through an inning. And let's be—I'll be honest with you guys—we love the games. Um, we appreciate our jobs, but it's sometimes really you got
0: to get through an inning. <laughs>
1: Thank you. And it ain't just one, brother. <laughs> but we try to do it in an entertaining way. You know what I mean? Like some, you know, we really do. So when that happened in the game, I tell the trade and I mentioned and I did it for Rick because I make it out like Rick sleep and has no idea what's going on, and I'm like Rick you actually know his brother. I go because the year started with the Rose bowl with his brother going for 374 yards in the Rose bowl. And then obviously Rick out of nowhere, out of a slumber goes, Oh, I'll watch that. And, and like, I want to go, you bet it, but that's <laughs> nowhere here nor there. And, um, and it was one of these cool segments that, and, and I'm bragging about us. Cause I, I'm like, I'm bragging about us. I don't do it often, but we're not perfect, but we do have a rhythm that rides off of each other. Mm-hmm. So we kind of told that story and you know, and it woke Rick up, and he was like, "Oh, I did watch the Rose Bowl. That's his brother. His brother was traded for him." You know, we went through this whole thing, and we talked. And his brother's in Triple A with the with the uh, Pirates now. Whatever, Ending over. Three AM that night, Friday night, I get a DM looking in the dms i wasn't looking i didn't even see it till the next morning because it was a day game and i hate new york for doing that they're assholes hey come to our ballpark play a seven o'clock game and be back at one o'clock in new york where the city doesn't sleep right we're gonna win the series they do that well and they and you take a young team like the tribe in and look what happens anyway um the next morning i look at my direct messages dms and who did i get a dm from but jackson's brother who was like hey man I appreciate you talking about me and my brother the way you did. He goes, we, you know, he was like playing in a minor league game. He was like, our our family really appreciates that someone would take the time out to know about both of us to talk about both of us. Yeah. I was blown away by that, man. Like, cause that's, cause it doesn't happen all the time. And and it was like, he was like, I appreciate you took the time out to really figure out, know our family and tell our story a little bit.
0: Well, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, everybody, people knew before the Rose bowl (laughs) uh, about Jackson, but I mean, you know, right now you got to think Stroud is the favorite to be the number one pick. And, you know, they open with Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman's first official game, Um, probably going to be at night in the horseshoe. Stroud, the favorite to be the number one pick. I don't know if he's the favorite to win the Heisman or not. He's first or second alongside Bryce Young. You know, Ohio State has the running back back, the wide receiver back. It'll be it'll be a big deal. And, you know, Ohio State, after getting humbled by Michigan last year. Will has made a lot of coaching staff changes good, and will be favored to get back to the playoffs. Good word
1: for it. Yeah.
0: Humbled. That's right.
1: Yeah. We all yeah. need to be humbled sometimes, though, anyway. So no, we word. do.
0: Um, you know, as far as the NFL draft in the Browns, like I, I don't know. Um, Let me ask me, you this. Did it happen
1: before? Remember your thought because I'm being more of a jackass. Um, did it not have as much swag because half these players already got paid?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now, see, that doesn't occur to me because, honestly, these SEC players have been getting paid for a long time. So if Ohio State's, let's be honest, that Um, that is now the sport is changing what's out there um, in the transfer portal. And these rumors that this pit receiver, you know, is is about to get three million to go to USC. Um,
1: Three million. He's getting more than the kid that left.
0: I'll tell you this. I don't believe a lot of these numbers. And I'm right. How, okay, I, how did, I was right. going to say, how
1: can we find that out, though? Because I don't think you're wrong, but how do we find that well, out?
0: Well, I'll say this. I, I, I kind of said it in a conversation in a group message with some people, and a college coach told me um, that some of them are real, that I, I might be right, gotcha. that, that I don't believe them all, and well, that a lot be. of them seem exaggerated, but he says he, he knows that, that a lot of them are right. So we'll see. Uh, it was overdue. You know, is it going to have to be reeled back into a point? Yes. I mean, we always said like somebody always has to be in charge and there has to be rules right, or right. it'll get fucked up real quick, no matter what it is. And especially well, it, with young people involved.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But the other thing is now you have a bunch of people that have, I hate. I hate the first thought that came to my mind. John Tellich, help me because I love you. And you always got my back. You always help me. But it's like, how do you ask a bunch of Johns that have been, you know, buying women for their whole life to suddenly come out and they're allowed to be honest about it? <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't have the same appeal. Not that I've ever done it. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I mean, look, the best players are still going to go where they've been going. And I know of Texas A&M has bought um, more of them th- in the past, although they've obviously had some good players, right? So we'll see. It's just a new Can't time paid for, <laughs> um, you know, where, where non-professional sports are headed um, over the next 10 to 20 years is fascinating. It, it really is. Um you know, can the major sports leagues. He's like, brother, I got to talk to you for a minute when you get a chance.
1: And I'm thinking, and, then I, and Rick's like, did you like fuck his wife or something? And I'm like, I don't even know who it is. <laughs> That's, I'm just letting people into who we like. I mean, we, we like, <laughs> um, and so I go up to the guy and he's like, hey man, you, I met you, you know, 10 years ago, I've always followed you. And this is an older gentleman. Like, and it, it was, and he was like, I got to know, man. Cause I, I, I do a show in Philadelphia. He's like, how do people take in this whole Deshaun Watson man? And he was, and I'm just like, I'm literally Zach. Like, I can't believe I'm in New York city on a Friday night at, a, at Yankee stadium. And I've got a radio, a drive time radio host from Philadelphia. Like really, like, like really wants to know the dirt on Cleveland's thoughts on Deshaun Watts yeah. and the Browns and fans. And I'm yeah. like, you know, it was, it was just, it it was wild because it wasn't even about the draft as much as it was about You know, because he was like, you know, in Philly, man, we had, and and it was, but you know, the cool thing, I guess not cool. I don't I didn't mean cool. I think the thing that sometimes for all of us, and this is why I wanted to say this to you before you spoke about the draft. I think when we're in the bubble or in the fishbowl It is very hard for us to look outside of the fishbowl, how everyone else looks at us. But a guy that does Philly radio every day is like, Hey man, we brought Mike Vick back after the, the dog stuff. We had, you know, he went through, he was like, the fans will be the fans. He goes, trust me he goes if that kid is that kid he goes they're gonna love him and he goes I told people that and people kind of got mad at me he goes I had to talk to somebody who really has the pulse of Cleveland and I was like I go I got no pulse to be honest not <laughs> knowing what the next week was gonna be like yeah I go but I think what you're saying kind of lives true and I think this draft is hard because we are so accustomed and used to the draft being so important uh, that I thought this weekend was weird now I wasn't a part of it I, I kind of paid attention I watch your tweets what are your thoughts on all of that
0: Well, I do think that there's an air of awkwardness and uncertainty around the Browns right now, right, Um, on multiple fronts. You know, when you finally – when your coach talks openly about finally having an off-season program and a regular off-season and things like that, and it starts with you don't trot the quarterback out because you're afraid to put him in front of the microphones, that's awkward. When you're getting ready for the season and the schedule comes out eight days from now and you don't know if your quarterback is going to be suspended, like that, I don't really know. Um, do I absolutely understand and respect that different people feel differently about it? Yes, that's, that's part of it. Um, the Browns did this not lightly, but they trust that there's going to be a positive outcome of the cases of the suspension of all of that. And they trust that eventually they're going to get Deshaun in the community and that they're going to win games and that the offense is going to take off and all of those things are going to be good. That, that remains to be seen. Um, as Fine for what fun. happened on the weekend.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Keep the weekend. I don't want to cut you off because I want to hear all this. Because I just I got to speak on that part. Um, I'm not against the move. We've had a discussion about that. The move is the move. But I feel like I gotta go back to we're talking about grandparents. But some of the things that like one of the things I learned from my grandfather was like, if you make a decision and you're ashamed of the decision, you better look in the mirror and ask yourself why you made the decision.
0: Yeah.
1: And you and I both know that there have been opportunities and times for them to show him more and they're being very cautious of it. And, and they don't want to show him on jumbotrons don't want people to know where he was or where he wasn't. And they're Mm. as you said, doing interviews the way they want to, and that's fine, but it goes back to my grandfather's words of if you really love that person, or you really agree with your decision, why would you want to hide it?
0: Well, they signed up for all of it, right? Yes. They no doubt did. Um, you know how all of that spins for it. A lot of people didn't find my joke funny on the night that the Cavs had the playing game and the Indians had their home <laughs> opener. And I asked around and asked some people if the Browns put up a, a big video screen to show some depositions in the gateway in the park. <laughs> people didn't think that was funny. That's a good joke, but you got. But people
1: people don't like. But you know what? <laughs> why comedians are great because they tell you the truth in you know with a laugh. That's funny. <laughs> I, um, I mean, that's something they put themselves. But. You didn't put yourself in position to say that.
0: That's right. They did.
1: They put themselves in the position for
0: you to say that. Yeah. So who are
1: you really mad
0: at? Yeah. So the schedule will be an interest, you know, look, as long as this hangs out there, right. It hangs out there. And, and they're, I'm assuming we won't hear from him again until May 25th. The first time they actually practice and it's open. You just brought up something crazy and I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off. We just haven't done this in forever.
1: And uh, I haven't done a game since like Thursday. That's probably part of it too. Um. Usually the schedule tells us a lot, right? We can yeah. read between the lines. Like if it comes out in eight days and you see four primetime games and they're all after
0: Halloween. <laughs> yeah. And it might be that. And it might be that. Yes.
1: What does that say?
0: Yeah. I'll just like, I mean, the one guarantee on the schedule is that Houston's going to be a Sunday at one o'clock, right? What? Because you're just going to move that along. You're not going to.
1: Oh, that. you don't want that to be front and center.
0: Correct. Gotcha. Like gotcha. the first miles Garrett game at, against the Steelers after that. Right. That's yeah. just what the NFL does. You're right. You know? You're right. So it, it'll be, you know, and if it's early in the year, then maybe it's avoided. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, honestly, Dre, I've it's my job to ask people and no one knows what's going to happen with the suspension. Well, c- can,
1: can I, and we're, I'm going to get to the draft, but can we say something? And I had a long talk. I'm oh like, I gotta be careful. Mike Clevenger and I talked for like an hour and a half today and it was great. I didn't like the people who were, comp- and I heard it locally and I heard it nationally. The best thing about being on the road and the worst thing about being on the road is I can listen to, lo- I can listen to local stuff and I can listen to local stuff. Um, I didn't like the comparison of what happened with Trevor Bauer to what's going on with Deshaun Watson. And I heard multiple people doing it They're like, oh, he got two years. What do you think? Did, how do you think that plays in to Deshaun Watson? And I'm like, I just don't see the comparison. I think it's, a, I, you know, people say apples and oranges. Um, I was going to say watermelon, but y'all are gonna think I'm being racist. So I'll say another. It's that's like melon to like, oh, like that, that's just that's that's different in my opinion,
0: but I've heard a lot of people bring that up. Have you? Um, I think people have brought it up in terms of what is it fair to wonder if there is some comparison here? You know, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think, I haven't heard anybody make a direct comparison to it. No. Um, I think it make it fair to wonder. So, you know, as for the draft itself and where the team stands, like, I don't, I don't have a hot take They're They're going to run the draft the way they do. They're going to value certain things and they're always going to get value you know, when trade opportunities come and things like that. And, and that's fine. Um, I do, I wonder if you're supposed to be winning the super bowl. I wonder how many fifth round picks you need. Right. But I love the kicker pick because you need that. And if that guy's good, then that draft gets an A plus. And if he's not, that draft might get an F and we'll see, uh, we'll grade it in two and three and five years. Like we do every other draft. So, um, You know, to me, everything points to the Browns are going to get Clowney back. They need Clowney. They're much scarier team. (laughs) Yeah, it feels that way, right? Um, Hey, why is
1: everybody falling in love with Oprah Winfrey's uh, nephew? Well, have we not learned? Have we not learned in Northeast? No, we haven't. No offense, and no offense (laughs) to brother. I hope I hope he can play. And I almost said to you in one of our jokes, I wanted to be like the last time I remember a defensive lineman acting an ass on draft day was Tack McKinley. (laughs) <laughs> and, and we've had him
0: <laughs> yes yes no I mean I just think that that was just an all-time interview as he was pacing around just sweating profusely and just no letting doubt, his but feelings that doesn't out
1: mean he, that, that doesn't mean
0: like no it doesn't whole, but
1: that doesn't mean he can play
0: yeah and I hope he can't but uh, you answered your own question right there was nothing else in this whole draft to get excited about yeah right
1: are you surprised my brother fell to uh to Tennessee like I, that, you know what, that's was that's, I guess that's what's crazy about it. And I kind of hate, these are just my quick things because I'm not invested wholeheartedly. And I, and I was like, when I just know when the Steelers drafted uh, Kenny, Kenny Big Hands Pickett, who I like, and I'm on this podcast is saying, I'm not like, I'm not saying he's going to be Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not, but you do have on this podcast, one of the one, the three we've done in 2022, I'm actually, <laughs> I, I'm actually not completely against the kid i think in the right situation he can win you eight nine games and with the steelers that may be 10 uh, i don't that doesn't mean he can win a super bowl or a playoff but i think he can do what the guy with the best statue has um so when he was like drafted like even my dad was like it's just weird to go through a draft and nobody knows a quarterback so he kept he was like what's going on with malik and i'm like dad i'm in california not allowed to be around anybody i don't know <laughs> then he went to tennessee and i haven't heard anything but i know you're up on it um it sounds like Tannehill doesn't want to be the caddy to him. I don't know that for sure. So if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong.
0: Well, he answered a question. I mean, they probably oh, haven't okay. even met okay. each other yet. Right. I mean, he answered a question, this thing he doesn't believe it's his job to mentor Malik Willis. People don't uh, like, the, but Drake, honestly, that that is something for people to talk about on Twitter on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Right. Like they, they have not been to work together one day yet. True. You're right. And that's,
1: so. but this is why we have these conversations. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing I would say, though, and Tannehill note Tannehill's made like to me Tannehill is the type of pro that you would want to be around. He was touted, failed. Yes. um, You know what I mean? He's
0: experienced a lot in this league. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. And
0: and the the comparison there, and, and I know it's like uh blasphemy to, re- to ever compare a white player to a black player, especially oh, a quarterback. That's what we do to ADZ. But the comparison there is that Tannehill was always a long-term project. He was playing wide receiver a year and a half before he got drafted as a quarterback.
1: Thank right? you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like
0: you would think those two guys would fit perfectly.
1: And maybe he will be. And like it is a weird thing. And and I'll take it to my job. Like, I think I said this to Ernie Clement. And for you who barely watches the game, but when you do watch the game and he does something, Tom Hamilton probably talks about, he played baseball for the Virginia Cavaliers. What a great team, great atmosphere in the ACC. One of my third favorite college baseball parks to ever go to. Rosie, shut the fuck up. I'm talking college baseball. Um, but I remember saying to Ernie Clement, you could erase that or keep it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we'll keep it. <laughs> I love you, Rosebud. Um, but I mentioned that because I said to Ernie Clement, who him and Owen, uh, and one of the best things about the Guardian season so far, uh, Owen Miller, I was like, you guys are really close. You golf together, you hang out every day, you're boys. I go, but you're kind of fighting for the same spot. Like, is that, and it's different, but it's the same. Like, you know, like I watched, I guess what I'm saying, like Gabriel Arias came up. And I remember, like, Jose instantly, like, hugged him, but Jose just signed a $140 million contract. (laughs) But as I watched the other guys that you know they're competing against, I watched that closely because it's not natural to help someone that's there to take your job, but it's natural in team sports to help your fellow guy out for the win, right? You know what I mean. Oh,
0: for sure, for sure.
1: it It tells me a lot about a team and teammates that stick together no matter if it means my ass has to sit down. And, like, I watch I watched that type of stuff because it tells you if a team is truly a team.
0: Yes. I mean, l- listen, that's why you'll hear coaches say some of our best years are we didn't have the best players. We had the best chemistry. We had guys that went to work. I always want this. And you see it all the time in pro sports now. I want this guy around. You know, Udonis Haslam's played on the Miami Heat since the Miami Heat were founded. Well, why is
1: he, he's older than us. He got dreadlocks older right. than me.
0: Right. <laughs> but why? Because they appreciate what he does and what he shows to those young guys, right? I am not surprised that Malik Dr- slipped to the third round. Um, well, where am
1: I? It's probably where he should have won.
0: Yeah. Like, he's – he it, the Josh Allen comparisons because he was a non-Power 5 school. Like, no. Malik's six foot. Right. And he throws from his hip like he's two years away from being two years away. But it doesn't mean that he can't be successful. But no. if you're
1: going to take a risk on certain people. Right. Third round is a better place than absolutely. You know, and so I agree with you. And I just I think some people have these talks and this. It means because you weren't killing the kid. You're just being honest. Like and and that's what happens in sports talk now. He's short. He throws from his hip. He's, he only went to a small school. Doesn't mean he won't
0: overcome those things. Right. But you're not going to win games in September 2022. No. With him. No. So if the cockpit, right? You always talk yeah. about this, right? Cockpit, if baby. the Titans surround him with the right quarterback coach and the right environment for him to watch and learn, they've and got to get out cockpit. there and practice, right? Right. And, and if- then he'd be ready. And you know, you 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 do things to support his skill set and get get the right guys around him, and you let him go. So right. yeah.
1: Let me ask you this.
0: Uh, everybody's fawning over what Baltimore
1: has done. To me, Ozzy's Imprint is still all over it. What's your initial thought?
0: Yeah, it was a really good draft. Now, part of the external evaluation, though, is they drafted college players whose names we know, right? But I think exactly. it's also fair. But they when, always do that. They always do that. Um, when you see the Ravens take a safety and you see Kyle Hamilton, tight light like reel, you think, yeah. <laughs> right? You just do. <laughs> I know. I thought of Charlie Fry crying. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> yeah. Um. They, they drafted the best punter in the draft. You know, they drafted a Jabba who they know Am I so old that Sam Cook is no longer any good? <laughs> yeah, finally they got rid of Sam Cook.
1: Damn, Sam Cook has been killing for like fifteen years. Sam, Sam Cook replaced Zastadil. It was
0: a lot more than fifteen years. Oh ago. Oh my God, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. L- listen, the AFC North is is going to be a battleground. It just is. Um, and if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for more than four games, the Browns might not be able to win it, folks. They might. I. I. I'm, I'm just saying this. The Browns are super interesting right now because they could be the AFC's number one seed. They could also be an under 500 team.
1: Yeah, but wait, can we, and let me say something, and I've said this to you all along, um, and I love you, and I love all y'all, and I was saying it a year ago, and y'all hated me. Let's let it breathe. They yeah. keep making all these changes, and, yes, on a video game, they do. Ha- they do have a chance, but part of the issue, and I hate to say it in this town, and I'm a part of it, um, I feel like, the, and I don't know the coach, but you just made a great point. The coach is just excited that he gets a normal off, quote unquote, normal off season.
0: Great. Deshaun I, hasn't played football in a year and a half.
1: I know. And that, so that's what I'm saying. They haven't played it. He hasn't played in a year and a half. He hasn't played in this offense. I like Kevin Stefanski, but some of y'all, including my partner, been questioning him since like October. I, and, and rightly, and, 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 and you know, I, I get it. In our day t- and time, we question coaches that do. He isn't perfect. No one is. I like Stefanski. I think his offensive flow works, but does it fit Deshaun?
0: Well, there's going to be a transition period with that. Yes. There's no doubt. And if there. you can't
1: play the first four games, and, and, and you laughed at me, and this is going to be my phony, grossy moment, because he's phony.
0: Um, what happens? In, in Are August? you going to talk about the preseason?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: this podcast <laughs> is going to end if you do. And I don't just mean for this, like forever. it's going No, to end. dude.
1: <laughs> but I, I'm on wax. Go back and listen to what I was
0: saying in October,
1: November. I was like, the defense, when it, come, it came together, y'all were laughing at me. Right. And I was the- like, the offense looks like shit because they didn't, pr- they didn't play together. You're- and then all the injuries, and it's not all preseason. But when the left tackle's ankles banged up, and I'm not a revisionist, and I don't got to go through everything, but the left tackle's, everybody wants to talk about injuries in a in statue, and that's why the statue's still good, and that's why a statue looks like shit. <laughs> um, the left tackle was hurt. Hunt was hurt uh the right tackle was hurt then Landry gets hurt to me those four guys were more important than six and they never had a chance after that and part of it started with pussyfooting through this through the training camp yeah but that head.
0: had nothing to do with just wide open guys just not, No well not I'm not ta-
1: I don't talk about him so you that's on you right. my point I, I don't disagree with that
0: no my listen I is- you can you, I know what you're saying but I would say it was more of, like, November 15th when they went to New England and they got completely undressed, Ooh. right? After that, the defense adjusted and bounced back and played lights out, played like a top-five defense yes. the rest of the you year. Went,
1: you could have went as far as Cincinnati with how the defense is playing. It got
0: rest. nothing from the offense, which yes. never recovered from that, and that's why we're here.
1: Yes, you're right. So I, so that's what I'm saying back to you throughout all of this. Um,
0: it has nothing to do with right. The You're
1: right. They could be the number one seed. They really could. But let's be realistic and let's let let's get through uh, here. I'll say this. Let's get to September 15th with a relatively healthy team and knowing when Deshaun will play.
0: Well, no, this this is another thing. And, and I, I, you know, I, I cover the team every day. We haven't really ta- it's been touched upon, but it hasn't gone any further. And that's just because of the time of the year, Dre. Right. like if he doesn't get sick, six games. Right. And then so you come in and you get 42 days of training camp you know, and you get 28 practices and three preseason games and two joint practices and, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh, then he has to, playing. you know, for the Y'all last, listen, listen right, to that. The last six of those 42, he wouldn't be able to be there if he's suspended. Right. So, so what do you do like that? We don't have How an do you answer prepare, now. Right. But you, How do you prepare it, for the season? Certainly. Right. It certainly affects everything yeah. you do. And there's, a and as down you said,
1: and as you said, even if you play set in the last two, cause there's only three preseason games, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, so let's say you play him, you know, the second preseason game, you play Brissett into the third quarter, which they probably won't. And why would they? Because, you know, Dobbs would have to be your starter. Uh, and I'm not even, I don't know why you fools listen to these national people telling you six might come in and play. I will become, I, I can't say what I was going to
0: say. No, let me say um, this. Let me address that. Okay. Some of these national scoop people are so beholden to their sources inside the building that they, they, will, say they, they will say anything that they're spoon-fed. Right. And so when the Browns stance, we were trying to protect leverage that's frankly been non-existent for six weeks now. Right. Um, and they say Baker's on the team and we're not ruling anything out and they go on. They're, they're lying to themselves and therefore they're lying to their consumers. Yes. It's just flat and out. Be, they, right. You can't see a foot in front of you. No. Right. It, it's just like the same bullshit they go on and oh so and so is going to be considered at 4 when they are t- you know NFL network people are treating this the week, week of the draft they're going to consider so and so at 4 he went 42 no right. one was considering him at 4 but that he agent's been right?
1: giving me but that agent's yes. been giving me some great uh, scoops for the last the 3 4 years ass.
0: yes yes that yes. agent's been feeding me
1: so i got to help him feed feed his guy that's really what happens that's you're exactly
0: right that's exactly
1: what it is oh i know but they so, like my whole thing is like that ain't happening but to go back what you asked cuz i think it's a great question And I will say to our radio compadres, and there may be an announcement about my radio career coming up this week, too, because I am a radio free agent, but staying away. Um, I got a great story for you on that, too. Um, This is the real conversation. If he gets four games, how long do you play him in the preseason? If he has six games, how long do you play him in the preseason? And like, where's the middle ground of preparing the guy that's going to have to play the first month and month and a half of the season? That's going to be a, a headache.
0: I will agree with you and Kevin Stefanski that there is value in this time of year, right? And it's not necessarily the hour that they're allowed out with the quarterbacks the next week, right? It's it's in team bonding. It's in getting getting in these meeting rooms. The Browns clearly had a culture problem last year. They clearly had a split locker room. They're right. We tried to tell you that for months. A lot of you wanted to argue. First thing, first chance they got, they shoot the quarterback out. Right, John Johnson wasn't allowed to go to the game in Green Bay because of COVID. He was on Twitter telling the coach to run the damn ball, run the damn. <laughs> ball. That doesn't happen, guys. That doesn't happen to healthy franchise. It's not the end of the world. No. You know, of course, their competitors come out and all these guys, and that's part of where they well where they, they are, where they get and who they are. Yes, but the shit doesn't happen with good teams when you're no. having good years. No, so there, there is value in the work, obviously. Um, there is value in the Browns finally having third year of the same system, same coaches, same schemes, because they should be able to use this time, which in the big picture doesn't mean a lot, but they can hone in on some things, right? Reinstalling, tweaking, saying this doesn't work, introducing the rookies at a whole other speed, right? So right. there is value to all this and there will be value in the preseason too. The day is with the Eagles. Uh, and then how the preseason games are handled and how just kind of the dog days are handled. I mean, Stefanski had a really light camp last year. Mm-hmm. It's, the like it. it's, the, like it. it's the modern NFL, it's the modern NFL, it's Jimmy's and Joe's over X's and O's. I'll go back
1: to this, even though he's old a minute and doesn't have but three coaches. I never seen Belichick have a spring like that,
0: well, or a preseason, and that doesn't mean it's right. I he just, does joint like, practices every week. He believes Right, he that.
1: makes them – and, like, there, there's got to be a medium place. And we don't have to have this conversation now, but it is better to have it now. I get not killing your players, but it's the game of football. And I don't want to sit here and, and, and be Dick Buckus about this, but there has to be something, Zach, to August. It has to be something to, like, you just – it's not a fucking video game. Let's no. go back to that. It's not a video game. It's not just – is it like our podcast today. We haven't done it in a long time. You, what, what happened when you – when you hit all the buttons,
0: it said, she, t- <laughs> yeah, it, it took forever to reboot it. Right. It and it's the
1: same thing of getting ready to play an NFL season when all of them are looking at you and want to kill you.
0: No, that's, that's right. But the main thing is you got to have your dudes, right? No and no. if you no lose no. dude, when the Ravens lost JK Dobbins last year, uh, playing him in the preseason. Yeah. Like okay. A, I'm glad you brought that up. A less going. established coach could have been fired for that. Yes. But, like, but I, I'm I, glad that's you not exaggeration.
1: That No, but I'm glad you brought that up because you're hitting it on the nail. But that's Ravens football. They kept losing guys and they kept playing guys. Now, you and I can look and say, well, last year was a wasted year with this quarterback that you're going to have to give crazy amounts of money to. And I'll say, you know what? You're right. But that's the risk you take. But that's Ravens football. If they do lose a guy and they lost like four guys. If you do lose a guy, it's still in our personality. It's still who we are. And you know what? Our fourth string guy is going to play 15 games, 12 games, fumble, be terrible. We're going to pick up Adrian Peterson, who's trying to find out where is all it, never, I, I got to stop with these bad jokes because he's in trouble for domestic violence. The point being is because they are who they are, they were two weeks away from being a playoff team.
0: You're right. They had a lot of good players still. They just lost most of them to IR. Yeah, I mean, they, they were playing fourth string safeties at corner. No at doubt. But what does that build? I, I I hear what you and they look the Browns
1: don't have the same. Um, they don't have the same cachet to do what the Baltimore Ravens do. I, I'll give you that. But at the same time, to get to where the Ravens are, they've gone seasons where Jamal Lewis blew out and they found some kid named Priest Holmes. They found some year where, where you know, um, where a Darius Thomas gets hurt and they find some ugly kid named Suggs or find You like or Bart Scott. Like, I think the story of, like, who the Ravens – and now it comes from the GM and president being the same and drafting the same type of players. And I, it's just like we do with the Steelers. There is something to – hey, the Steelers lost their best run Yes, it starts with
0: continuity in what you do. Yes. And, and yes. finally, maybe the Browns are getting there.
1: So, so. Beat, so, so have a real preseason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. I won't, I won't say Don't anything.
0: Have... <laughs> so, um, um, the Kentucky Derby Saturday – I don't know a thing. I watched one prep race, but it was like totally accidentally. Like I turned the TV on. I don't know. Um, I'll look, there's a horse called Barbara road. So for uh, locals here, maybe he's worth, but I don't know a thing about, I don't know, you know, who's Jack, jo- who's the trainer, who's the jockey. I don't even know the status about Bafford Baffert after all the, the drama from last year. So, um, I will look into that over the next few days and we'll see. Um, Oh, I speaking got, of betting, two, I got one or two stories to walk away with. So just tell me when you're ready. Go ahead. All right. No. So I, I wanted to bring this up to you. I had a broadcast question. So this right. was the first weekend of the of the baseball year. It was the second day, second game of the year, Saturday game in Kansas City. Right. Mindy and I went out to Youngstown-ish, met up with our friends, and um, where we were sitting, having a little lunch and hanging out, like almost all the TVs were on the Masters. Right, which makes, which makes, makes perfect sense. The yeah. way at the other end, there was a big TV and it was on the baseball game, so wasn't really watching it, and certainly the volume wasn't on, even if right. I, I was right. It was the pregame show; it, it hadn't started yet. Yeah, and I saw the pregame show go towards your bet of the day, your Bally's <laughs> bet of the day. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and I just thought this has got to be is a little it, awkward because it's not legal-, legal here yet?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So Valley's. Well, Bally's is in the game, man. And and it's full- just a show of, of what's to come.
1: Yeah. Uh, I find it weird, though, because I don't find we are, and we've made this a lot about our grandfathers. I find this crazy because I learned about gambling and sports through my grandfather. But, you know, like and, and I just can't believe that we are at that point. And it is at a weird point because so, I even heard the, didn't the Browns make a deal with Bally's as well yes. for gambling. At- and,
0: and that's perfectly normal. Like uh, for sure. Yes. But it's still kind of odd because we like you said we can't do it here and i
1: am and i will say i am learning things of like hmm that would be a fun bet you know what i mean like i never thought that before but now like when we do these i'm kind of like the over under on how many hits or if you know like sure i never thought of baseball bets that way but it's like you said it's a part of our it's a part of our it's a part of our you know our world but it's not a part of our world because it's not legal yet
0: yeah, yeah, no. So I just thought that was interesting because, um, just a reminder of what's to come. And, and I think I've said this on here before, I, I know I have. Like, when you go to a legal state, um, for a sporting event, every billboard is a legal sports book. Yeah, every radio station, every commercial yeah. is for the legal sports book and their promo of the week. Um, and, a great story, I got to tell you, but I can't. And we're only seven months away from it being here, yeah. So yeah. Um, it's common. It's a part of it's a
1: part of our culture. No, I have
0: is. a I don't have many baseball bet winners in my life, quite frankly. But a few summers ago, I went to a game at Pittsburgh with my friends, went over to the casino, which is right next door, um, put $15 on Josh Bell to w- hit a home run. And in the first inning, Josh Bell hit a home run. Wow. So what is that th- thrill like? Like being at a game or knowing Well, uh, it was, it was a little bit of a rush. Now I spent it all immediately on beer before I even went back and cashed ticket. Those but, are the ticket, but, but it was like, this is awesome. Right. It was right. like 15 to pay 85 or something. Beers are right. $12 a piece. Let's drink as many of them. We had a ride home and For it was sure. great. It was great. For sure. so, it's, how it, it's great. It is. Great. Now, Is there going to be a sports book in the park? I would think I
1: would be talking completely out of my rear end. So I don't know, but I would think so. Um, I can't see why the company I work for wouldn't go all the way out and make the most of the situation. I know one of the things we've talked about is in, you know, and like not officially, but I've talked to others about this is like, I know there's some that want to do like pitch by pitch bets. And I just don't know if you can do that with the timing and self, you know what I mean? Like, I just,
0: I don't know if we're, if we're capable of doing all of that just yet. Yeah, it Um, will be interesting with all of that. But it used to be, right, everybody knows about Super Bowl props. Even if you don't vet football or only watch the Super Bowl, you know about the props, right? right? And it used to be that those were reserved for the Super Bowl. But now when the Washington Commanders play the Giants on Thursday night and nobody but me and Springer are watching, there's a whole fucking menu of props, you know, yes. Brandon Collins tackle props and the kicker's <laughs> field goal props. And all of these ridiculous things are there for the taking all the time. And then if you are in a legal state or you are following it live, you can, it's not always up the live line, but it's up for 70. Long enough. Of the game. Yeah. Long yeah. enough. It's long enough. And I'll, and I'll say this too. It won't be on tomorrow's game, but college baseball betting has now been really, on
1: yes oh my god yes oh my god. i listen when
0: i drove to the browns facility on friday night for the draft i listened for the first time ever to a college baseball betting podcast on my way up to cleveland really? last last friday afternoon yes i'm blown away
1: by it because i tell my neighbor this all the time and i tell him in the nicest way because he's the greatest guy ever and he's like hey what do you think of this you know and i'll be like dude i'm like like i'm like when it comes to, like he does it for fantasy and he does it for and i'm like ah. i'm like Good for you, but I'm like, I don't think these guys can tell you anything that no one else knows. And I go, and it's all totally like, I want to, I don't want to say luck, but I go, you get pissed off making your bets off of what a guy tells you off. Of, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I have all the information in the world, and that means nothing if
0: I. Bet. No, a lot of times it doesn't. now you know what I'm, just, you know what I'm saying. I know and what. There's
1: times where I, yes. I know, I know lineups, I know the backup, I know, I know like what
0: happened two weeks ago. I know the guy that's got a bad hamstring, and that means nothing when the game starts <laughs> half the time. <laughs> Yeah. Only one person on this uh, podcast had Kenny Pickett to be the first quarterback drafted. Thank you. Thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah. Hey, well, let me ask you this one percenter <laughs> you didn't mention or say anything, but I see a lot of people making jokes about his hands and everything else. What do you think of Kenny Pickett being in,
0: Cl- in Pittsburgh? Um, I think I don't ever think he's going to be a top tier quarterback, but I have no qualms with the pick. And I think he has a chance to succeed because as much as a team could ever know a quarterback prospect Right. Mm -hmm. And know itself Mm -hmm. because it has the continuity and the culture Mm -hmm. and the things we just talked about and the Steelers and the pit panthers share the same building folks, not down the road, not in the same city. They share the same building. Like they feel good about it. Now that's not to say they've never had a bad evaluation, but I just think between him and Trubisky, they both bring a mobility to the offense that hasn't been there for Ben in a long, long time.
1: Yeah. Gives them another dimension, and when Ben had that dimension, they were they were they were the worst to play against because they were annoying. It was annoying because right. you could defend. That's where them. Ben
0: made his magic as an fly. Yes,
1: you could defend them and still lose, and that and they like having that characteristic as part of their
0: offense. And you know, it's not just that Tom Brady's always followed the strict diet, and Ben eats like me. Uh, part of the reason Ben Ben didn't age so gracefully is he took a lot of hit hits. He, he played a certain way. You know, Willie McGinnis is not the only guy that he made silly. Look silly in the middle of the field. The Browns Orpheus are not the role team. Right. That he the first three reads weren't there, that he spun around and juke stepped and threw one falling down and it went for a 60-yard touchdown. Like it happened all right. the time. That right. he's a first ballot Canton guy, and there will there will be very few straight drop back passes on his Canton highlight reel. Right. Yeah. right. It will be on the go, pump fake. Um, let it happen. So and that's and I totally agree with you. Not to say Kenny Pickett's going to be that. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett, as a t- as an overall talent, is a very poor man's version of Joe Burrow, but right. I think a part of the thought was the Joe Burrow traits of of the leadership, of mm. a little bit of mm. of playmaking creation, and that if he gets comfortable, um, he's smart enough and mobile enough to to give you a little bit extra. Right. And well, and look, this that. is they a quarterback a,
1: league. Yeah, um, and they have a roster that. It's old enough and veteran enough that he doesn't have to do it all and they can win while he learns.
0: So, I, I didn't go to a ton of pro days, Dre. And obviously, mm-hmm. draft coverage um, on every level for me and for my peers changed the moment the Browns got Watson, mm-hmm. right? That was the dominant storyline and the first round picks were out and all of that stuff. But as I talked to, to longtime NFL people who I've known and I saw them at Ohio State's pro day or at Kent State's pro day, or I just talked to them um, while I was driving down the road on a random day, like, they all talked nobody really talked about Watson or what's going on, but they all talked about the league is you either have one or you don't. And yeah. less than, less than half the teams have one. And so you there is no price too high to pay. Um what I found most in it, and this is people that work for teams that have them and work for teams that don't. Right. What I found most interesting is that internally they always believed. That Andrew Barry would actually do it, and I knew that the Browns would make a run at. It. I didn't think he would come. That what did they know evaluation. about Andrew? And I'm, you might not know this. What did they know about Andrew Barry that made them think he would do this? I'm curious. I don't know. that that he was that he is super intelligent and he was smart enough to know you either have one or you don't, and he was mm-hmm. going to look at every option and say we're too good to be picking high next year, and True. we're we're too fragile for another year of this guy, right? Yeah. And so he went and and did it. So, um, you know, hey, <laughs> it's. It, there's a lot of swirling and yeah. we don't know, you know, with, with the cases and how independent the NFL's investigation really is from those cases right. that are still pending, um, you know, how it's going to go with, with everything else.
1: I, I'll stop you with this. What will the, the league when it puts out a suspension will tell us what they know and how they feel. And really until we get to that point, point, this is what I kind of told the guy in Philadelphia, it's all speculation and us just throwing sure. shit at the
0: wall. No, it is. It, it is. There, there is an, there's a little bit of uneasiness with the Brown. And I think, I think some of it in the fan base, Jerry too, honestly, is not necessarily tied to Deshaun Watson. It's that yeah. twice in the last four years. Now, this team has had huge expectations and it's fallen on its face. Every no time. doubt. So no. there's a little bit of not buyers. Remorse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trepidation. The trepidation. Right? Is- Uh, Yes. 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 Like, show me, show me. You're actually going to be good. And look, that's what they, that's who they are. They don't
1: deserve for us to trust them just yet. They don't No. You know, like they feel like they're still, yeah, they still have not done enough for me to just go. I trust and believe in everything. Yes,
0: so, right. So I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, sure. I think the Browns something. are good now, right? Like, right. They, the Browns right, but, think that they're good enough to start the draft at 68 with a backup corner, and then then take a kicker in the fourth round, and they might be, and they might be. But here's here's what drives.
1: Here's one of these things. That, like, and I know there's no real answer. How do you trade for Amari Cooper? What you did, and they accept it, and this goes back to the money and what's going to happen with the statue. And then you take a a punter in the fourth round. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's so convoluted from what we learned growing up.
0: Well, the the reason that Amari Cooper went for that is because the Cowboys were just cap strapped and they had to do it. And the Browns said, we're going to make this trade because we need to sure that we get him. I mean, they they knew, listen, they knew what Christian Kirk was going to demand. And Amari Cooper is a hundred times more accomplished than Christian Kirk. No doubt. Right. Um, I would be curious to know because you'll never get a, you'll, well, you never get much of anything out of Barry. Um, so if you listen closely, I think sometimes you get something right. Not on the surface, but For if sure. you go back, but hey, hey, I, I'd be time. curious to know what they really thought. Like if this Tyreek Hill and Devontae stuff, if they saw it coming and if they thought they could be involved or they could just couldn't wait, mm-hmm. because listen, Amari Cooper is a super accomplished player and Amari Cooper is the number one receiver on this team. And Amari Cooper, I think is going to have 90 receptions and do all this, but you know, Amari going Cooper, too, you're paying far. Yeah. yeah, you're, But
1: I'll say this with the quarterback situation and not knowing who the quarterback was going to be. Yeah. They had to go for somebody like that.
0: Well, Amari Cooper's already on the books for long after Amari Cooper's retired. Like this is a huge financial commitment. Here. Yeah. But <laughs> but see that. I think I know what you're saying and I'm not as smart as they are,
1: but I'll say this. Amari Cooper, you know, exactly. I, I, I got a pretty good feeling in their room. They know they can get 75 to 100 catches, 12 to 15 if things go right. If they go wrong, he'll give you 850 and 75 and four touchdowns. But he'll play every game. He'll move chains. He'll know where he'll be. Tyreek can give you 15, 16, and 11 touchdowns, or he may go off the handle and do something to his baby mama or kid or to somebody on his team, and you may not see him the rest of the season. And you need a certain type of quarterback to get the ball to him. I think with, with Cooper, he's the type of guy that whether you, have, uh, you know, whether you have Mahomes or whether you have Burrow or whether you have the statue,
0: he can run the routes to
1: move the chains for you.
0: That's my opinion, just thinking about it. And you guys have probably heard me say this, too. The Browns missed so many layups last year. Yes. And those are not only big plays in the moment, but you never know when you convert a third down in this league what it leads to. Right? Sure. and how it opens it up the next time you hit it and the safety gets caught leaning towards it the next time you run the same exact play. Amen. And I, I, I don't Amen. think, I, I can't sit here and say, I'd be doubling down on my own initial thoughts. I know if I said it, that Donovan, jo- Donovan Peoples-Jones could be a Pro Bowl receiver, but Donovan Peoples-Jones with a real quarterback and some personal maturity mm-hmm. and some polish to his game could be a really damn good receiver. No, like, no. Really good. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Right? Uh, and he he has not been consistent in any regard. None. 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 And that's so. And that happens
1: with a lot of receivers. A lot yes. of players. Yes. So yes. that you can't give up yet. But you're right. He needs to mature. And you know what? I've gone through this with a couple. With, I've watched baseball players, and some don't realize the clock is ticking because mm-hmm. they're so young and so into the situation. Um, they don't know the clock is ticking until the clock until they actually hear the clock tick when Donovan Peoples-Jones goes in that room in, in next month or next week and you don't see 80, you don't see, you know, 13, you don't, you know, like usually, Zach, that opens young players' eyes of, oh, shit, this goes fast.
0: Yeah, and I better do it. Right. 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 <laughs> right. I, it, like, yeah. Literally. No, the, the common denominator on all the late round receivers and all the guys that have come out of nowhere is they've played with good quarterbacks. They have. Right. And that's not to take away from what they've done and how they've worked to get there but right. The offense needs to hum at a certain level and you have to hit those layups to open up the secondary
1: things. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right. Let me give a story quickly before we get out of here. I have two
1: different stories. Um, I'm going to go with uh, I was going to tell my MF story with the Cavs, but we'll save that for another time. Cause it just talks about how messed up I am. Um, so last Monday, Richie Palacios, a young uh, prospect for the guardians came up and played his first game in Anaheim. And and He's from Brooklyn and his, he's from a baseball family. Like his uncle played it with Sandy Alomar. his brother plays with the Toronto Blue Jays organization. Uh, he's got a little, he's got a little swag to him, is what the kids would say. And I know that around the team, they've had to like slow him down a little bit over the last couple of months of like, hey man, it's the big league, you haven't done shit yet. But the, and that's part of the game, it's okay. That's it's fun. Mm-hmm. So the day that he's making his first appearance, his agent is reaching out to myself and to our um producer of like, hey, um, You know, Richie's parents are going to be at the game if you want to interview him, you know, you know, and we would love to love for you. I would love for you to come up and interview him. And I'll be honest. um, I'm not. And this doesn't mean I'm right. This is just my opinion. I'm not always keen on interviewing people's family during moments like that. Like, I feel like I don't want to say invasive, but like, I just whatever I'm not. And maybe and it's more about me. It's just about as much as me as me trying to like sit here and, and be this great reporter. It's more about I'm just not comfortable running around parks. Try- I like doing my job. I like watching the game. I like analyzing what I see and putting stories along with the game. That's just me. It does not mean I'm right. And I got a great producer because um, we don't butt heads. We have conversations. And, and, but when he wants something, he'll say, Murph will say to me, Dre, I think we should do this. Or if he'll say, I'll, I'll ride with you on this. And I appreciate having a producer that I work this closely with that, that gets me but pushes me. So I was like, why don't we let him have an at-bat first? So Richie gets his first at-bat. He gets a hit. And Murph is like in my ear, like, Dre, I think we should probably do it. You know, he's like, the kid's got, you know, kid's got a hit. he goes, my gut. And then, you know, he was like, but I'm not going to push you. He goes, think about it during the timeout, in between innings. And I go, all right. And by this point, I'm like, I probably should do it. And then Murph comes back and he's like, my gut says, dude, we, you know, let's try to do it. You know? And I'm like, all right. So, go through another inning and I'm, and then they're sending me the information of where they're sitting and everything else. And I'm trying to figure out, I've never walked around Anaheim stadium because my other thing was, I'm going to go to the section with all the other families, with all the other players, families. And I don't want them to look at me and be like, dude, when my son made his first game, you didn't come up here. (laughs) You know what I think about that though, because that are, that's, that's very real. That's very real. And I don't know know any
0: of the people that you're talking about, but, but
1: it's real. Yes. I've had families pissed off because one player is getting talked about more. One player's pictures are up around the arena and the other's not. That is a real thing that occurs. And I'm literally saying to Murph, my last, I was like, dude, I don't want to be up there. And somebody's fam- families would be like, you didn't come talk to us when our, when our kids started. You know, those are the things that go through my mind. Should they have? Probably not. I should have just did, did it. So I are right, anyway. So it's getting ready to happen. Murph's like, let's, let's do it. And I'm like, all right. So I'm going up there, and I'm thinking I got plenty of time. Richie was batting third that inning. I was like, I'll get up to the floor. I get to the floor, and we already got one out, and um, our catcher is coming up, who was batting like 100 at the time. And I love him, but he's batting 100. And Murph says in my ear, dude, you got to find him, because there ain't no telling what Hedgie's going to do here. <laughs> so Hedgie, of course, pops up to like the second pitch, and it's like literally I'm asking like a guy like, hey, what section is this? And I hear in my ear, um, Murph say, Dude, Richie's coming up to bat, find him. And he can see me. He's like, I got you on camera, just find him. So I go up to him and I introduce myself. His mom's, his, his, his Richie's mom's name is Leanne. That blew me away because my mom's name is Leanne. His dad's name is Richie as well. Um, and, and, and the whole time I'm meeting them, I'm, I got, you know, our producer in my ear, I got the game in my ear, and he's swinging. Now, let me give you a timeout. My camera person that I was working next to, in anaheim i've worked with in arizona like over the years her her husband works in the business she's a good camera person she works in the west coast so she knows me she's we've worked spring trainings together like for eight years but she didn't see me this spring so earlier in the night after like after i did a hit in the pregame she just goes hey trey she goes i gotta tell you um she goes i can tell you you're doing a good job of you know keeping the weight off keep it going and she was like i know it gets hard during the season and i was like thanks So anyway, go fast forward. Richie's up to bat. I just meet his parents. I'm introducing myself. I'm like, are you okay with this? You know, one pitch already goes by. They're like, yes. And I just hear Murph say and Matt go, Dre, it's yours. And I literally just like in the last 15 seconds to introduce myself. And now we're live on television. (laughs) And if anybody saw it, one of the coolest moments ever, the next pitch, Richie, as I'm introducing his parents, boom, gets another hit. And his mom's cheering, jumping up and down. His dad's going, Brooklyn in the house, baby, which I thought was great. I think it's great to, for me. I've reached an age where dads now re- represent their, their yeah. boroughs when their kid gets their first or second hit in the big leagues. But his mom killed it because his mom ended everything by saying, I just want y'all to know, Richie got all his talent from his mama. And it, it was just a great moment. MLB's run with it. You know, everybody, it's, it was a great moment That's for Richie. Cool. That's really cool. cool. But here's the kicker to the story. So after that and like anybody if you knew what was going on you in the background you're laughing your ass off cuz you know I literally like that just happened by the skin of my teeth and I'm breathing hard cuz I was running up there. So there is laughter in my ear of like you lucky son of a bitch. Like everybody like, <laughs> on Twitter everybody's like, "Oh my god, Andre, that was great." But everybody that I work with is like, "You lucky son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> so I get back down to the I get back down to my spot in between innings and you know, and, but I'm trying, I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to do my job. So I'm trying to like, all right, you move on to the next thing. No matter how good, no, no matter how bad, you move on to the next thing. You can't stay on one thing. So I get back into like my little area in Anaheim and very politely, the camera lady turns around and she says, Trey, that was awesome. And she goes, and I can tell you this, I told your director, Fat Andre would have never made it.
0: All right. Plug your weight loss product. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) I need one after that. Right. I mean, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, "What?" she goes fat Andre would have never made it. I was just
0: like, wow. Uh, Thanks, (laughs) hon. That's classic. That's yeah. classic. Oh. All right. So the Padres are here for two tomorrow. And then, then what happens? And then we get the Ball.
1: Toronto blue Jays and Vladi Guerrero jr. Here for four games over the weekend. Uh, that'll be a tough series and the up and down guardians who either get swept or sweep you. Um, they're on the uprise. Let's see if they can hold that on. They got two tough teams here. And then after Thursdays or after, excuse me, after Sunday's game, uh, we get on a bird. Maybe I'm allowed. I think I'm allowed and we will go to Chicago for three and then
0: we'll go to Minnesota for three next week. So a lot of road games early.
1: Dude, we've only had six games at home.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I haven't tracked it every day, but I know it hasn't been many. So right, right.
1: and I've already got two texts this year already from Zach talking about my man Tom Hamilton talking college. Basketball, <laughs> baseball. Like literally, that's my rite of passage.
0: When Zach texts me, it tells me,
1: <laughs> "He's talking college baseball."
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, the Stephen Kwan story was phenomenal the first week of the season, right? Phenomenal. But story. I turn it on, and like I, I just found out about it, and now I'm driving somewhere, and I turn it on, and it's not even about Steve. Like he's going on, he names five of his Oregon State teammates. Yes. Well, they
1: all got drafted though, but <laughs> right. they like three of them were drafted right. in the first
0: round. <laughs> no one knows who those guys
1: are. <laughs> I do, but right, I know, I know. Well, Nikki Madrigal now plays for the Cubs. The catcher is not up with Baltimore yet. He was like the number two pick in the draft. But that's what Hammy lives for,
0: Zach. <laughs> the countdown to Omaha is on. All right, guys, we're glad we did this. Um, we will we will get back on a normal schedule. If you don't believe us, yes. that's fine. We got to earn your trust, right? We're like the Cleveland Browns. We got to earn your trust. Yes, yes. Um, we will see how that goes. But thanks to all you guys. Thanks to America Fireworks. Thanks to Blue Wire. Thanks to all this. Um, and thanks to Mother Nature for allowing us yeah. to do it tonight. So, long day at the ballpark tomorrow. Um, get your bed of the day in for the pregame show. And uh, <laughs> we, we will see how it goes. So, don't hang up. I want you, I just sent a picture
1: to Zach of me in the back seat of Hammy driving. And look at the three faces in that picture from last week. I never want to ride with him ever again. <laughs> I love you, Hammy. I really do.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you soon. Konnichiwa brain